Praise the Lord, everybody. Giving honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. To the angel of this house, Pastor Martin and his wife, Lady Martin. To my bishop, amen, in the house. Amen. To Pastor Mason, Pastor Dixon, and Pastor Evans, and to my Irvington family, and to the Sanctuary Church. It is truly a privilege and an honor to come before you to stand to preach the gospel. I don't take it lightly that God has assigned my hands to preach his word. And I'm not going to prolong the time. I'm going to get right into this word, what I've been assigned to do. But I do want to say that I can say that Pastor Martin is a friend. He is a friend, amen, and as he said, when that, from that day we ran at each other at that meeting, amen, we've been hooked up ever since, amen, and I thank God for the things that he's shared with me and things that he poured into me, um, and he's truly been a friend, but I won't prolong the time if you have your Bibles, your iPads, iPods, whatever it is you use to find the Word of God if you have it. Turn to Acts chapter 8. The book of Acts chapter 8. And if it is your custom to stand, I ask that you stand for the reading of God's word. If you can scroll down to the four, verse number 4. The book of Acts chapter 8. Reading verse number four. If you got to say, I got it. If you don't say, hold on. I heard somebody say, hold on. Amen. It's an unfair advantage for those of us that use iPads and iPods. Amen. Where we just punch buttons. But we got some old school in here that uses the Bible. Amen. The book of Acts chapter 8, verse number 4, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. It says, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. With the time that I do have like to talk, teach, and preach from this subject, growing as a church. Growing as a church. It has been said, and I believe it to be true, Pastor Martin, that living things grow bigger and healthy things grow faster. And that, my friend, is the exact replica of the early church that is given to us here in Acts, moving all the way through chapter 8. And it's this story, the record, the reflections of a rapid growing amongst the body of believers known as the early church. The early church understood what it meant to see growth as the Lord 
God allowed preachers and servant leaders to gather together and to work together and to ensure that the body of Christ would be built up. These men had been deputized by the Lord Jesus to ensure that every person that they came in contact with knew about the love of Jesus Christ and about the kingdom of God to which we all have been invited back in Acts chapter 1 at verse number 8. Jesus gives them a clue as to how they are going to be able to work that which has been assigned to their hands. He says to them, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. Listen closely. You will be witnesses beginning in Jerusalem and then in Judea and then in Samaria and then to the uttermost parts of the earth. That Jesus had the expectation that every person with whom those believers would come in contact with uh, would know something about Jesus uh, because they were going to be witnesses starting in Jerusalem. Why would they start in Jerusalem? Because the people there look like them, they talk like them, they worship like them, they act like them, they believe like them. But then he says you will go to Judea, which is a little bit farther out from where you grew up, and then you will go out to Samaria, and that is out there where those are the people that do not like you at all. And then he says you will go out to the uttermost parts of the earth. He says, I want you to grow bigger and to get better. I want you to do it by being a witness for me. It was the expectation of the Lord Jesus Christ that the church would grow. If the church was to grow, hear me now, if the church was alive, it was, attend it was intended to grow. Why? Because living things grow and healthy things often grow faster. And the Bible says that these members of the body of Christ are growing at a rapid rate of speed because they took seriously their responsibilities to become a witness. But in chapter 2, the Bible says that Jesus' promise came to pass because when the day of Pentecost came, they were all in one place on one accord and suddenly uh, there was a sound of a mighty rushing wind and the Bible says that they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Uh, but there were some haters there and you have to understand Understand that whenever there is a move of God, there will always be some haters around. And there these haters said something is not right with these people, that these people must be drunk early in the morning, uh, that it just does not make sense to act like this early in the morning. And all Peter had to do was stand and preach one sermon uh, and said, these folks are not drunk as you suppose, but this is what the Lord has spoken to his prophet Joel in the last day that God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men shall have dreams and young men shall see visions. And the Bible says as a consequence of Peter preaching just one sermon, 3,000 souls got saved. Why? Because living things grow and healthy things often grow faster. One sermon and 3,000 
thousand souls got saved and if it wasn't enough by the time we get to the end of chapter 2 your Bible says that the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved and it is amazing to see that these men women boys and girls being saved all because the preaching of the gospel was going forth with power and going forth with conviction and going forth with authority and people are being saved and not only is the ministry of the word going forth uh, but we also see the ministry of the works going forth uh, and it is a beautiful picture because in chapter 3 there was a lame man who had been lame for a long time sitting at the simple gate called beautiful and by the time Peter and John who was filled with the Holy Ghost comes up on this man the Bible says although he was lame by the time Peter had finished with him he was leaping and he was jumping and he was praising God because when God does something for you you cannot do for yourself sometimes you cannot contain your joy you cannot contain your appreciation that it makes you leap it makes you jump it makes you praise the Lord and I suspect and I have a sneaky suspicion that I need to pause right here and ask somebody has God ever done anything for you that you could not do for yourself God ever opened some doors for you that you could not open for yourself God ever made a way for you that you could not make for yourself so this man is leaping and jumping and praising God and the Bible says in verse 10 of chapter 3 that the people of God saw this lame man and now is astonished they are amazed at the miracle that the Lord is performing amongst his people and the Bible says as a consequence the church keeps growing and by now the church is up to 5,000 people the church is growing and I suspect it is because living things grow and healthy things grow very fast so now the Bible says in chapters 2 through 4 that we are up to 5,000 people and by the time we keep going through the book of Acts they just stop numbering them and it is a beautiful picture of how the Lord uses the people of God who will yield themselves to the will of God to the ways of God and this growth was not because of some gimmick it was not because of some trickery the Bible says that this growth was because somebody had decided to preach about a man named Jesus and people of God I need to declare to you I don't have no tricks I don't have no gimmicks I don't have no hidden agendas on today all you have to do is open up your Bible and say there's a man by the name of Jesus who was saved to the uttermost somebody needs to hear that that if you want to grow the church there's three things that I need to drop on you this evening and I'll get happy all by myself look at the text because the text reveals to us that we are going to grow the church if we're going to grow the church it requires the assistance of some Holy Ghost filled believers you miss it so let me say it again I said if us if us plan on growing the church it requires the assistance of some Holy Ghost filled believers because the Bible says that about time it gets to chapter 6 there is a ministry of the distribution of food that is being neglected and they look amongst themselves and they find seven people who are filled with the Holy Ghost and filled with wisdom so they can help to make sure that the tables are being served and nobody going lacking and they cannot leave the preaching of the gospel to make sure 
that everything gets done because there are too many people and now you got to get some assistance from some Holy Ghost filled believers and they chose seven people who are commonly known as the deacons and they choose these deacons and say y'all have to help us to make sure that all the needs of the people are being met but they just don't use any old somebody they choose some people who are filled with the Holy Ghost and have some wisdom and may I please suggest to you that if if that is the case for the church to grow that is also the case for us as individuals if we're going to get better in life we have to be real careful of the people that we hang out with we have to be real careful of our associations you got to be real careful of those who are assisting us is there anybody in here that knows you cannot hang out with everybody and keep on progressing you can't be associated with everybody and still expect productivity the last time I checked the Bible in Psalms 1 it said blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of the sinner nor sit in the seat of the scornful literally suggesting that if you are going to grow the church you need to make sure you are real careful about the people that you make associations with you cannot hang out with Lottie Dottie and everybody and still expecting the blessings of the Lord to be a part of your life is there anybody in here who understand what the Bible says that lightness and dark cannot dwell together what fellowship does light have with those that live in darkness that you have to be real careful who you associate with birds of a feather flock together mama said it like this if you lie down with dogs you will get up with help me preach Uh, and somebody in here can testify that I'm glad that I joined the sanctuary church because I have hooked up with some people who love the Lord I have hooked up with a pastor that can preach and teach the word of God and I am able to make some progress in life that I did not make before because I have some Holy Ghost filled believers uh, helping me through this thing called life Uh, now you have to hear the conditions and the conditions are if you're going to help you have to be full of the Holy Ghost and they have to have some wisdom literally suggesting that you need some empowerment and you need some enlightenment Lord deliver me from people who don't come to church every time they hear some bad news deliver me from people who life when life throws them a curveball they run from the church and if if it's interesting to me Pastor Martin that people will run to the hospital when they get sick but they will run from the church when they need some help. They will run to the emergency room and take some medication from a doctor that they have never met before who don't know what they wrote down on the per- on the paper but won't come to the house of God to hear a word from the Lord in whom they serve. Deliver me from saints who is always ready to throw in the towel wave the white flag, surrender just because you got some bad 
bad news. And so he says some people, not just, just with empowerment, but you need some wisdom. And you do, you do know what wisdom is. It's just not common sense. It's just not book smarts. It's enlightenment that comes from a relationship with the Lord. You see things that other people cannot see. You know stuff that other people do not know. And it's not because you are so brilliant. It's because God has enlightened you and has given you some discernment to tell you, don't go that way. No, stay away from him. Run from her as fast as you can. Do I have anybody here that the Lord has enlightened you on some things? He showed you some things in your life journey that you would not have known had you not been enlightened that every now and then you need to make sure that you surround yourself with some people who have some empowerment, some people who have some enlightenment and you need to pray for wisdom that, the, that we might know the will of God and how God is trying to orchestrate our life's journey. And the Bible says when the church was growing that they had to have some assistance of some Holy Ghost filled people. But watch the text because the text reveals to us after they move from chapter 6 into chapter 7 that one of the people that is one of the Holy Ghost filled believers is a brother by the name of Stephen. And Stephen rises to the top of the deacons list because Stephen is somebody that is very significant in the Bible. Says he is not only one who had the Holy Ghost and wisdom but he is also filled with faith and power that enables him to be better than most people. And every now and then I want you I want to be classified as one of the people not only to have the Holy Ghost, one of the people that not only have wisdom but I want to have great faith and power so I can believe God for some big stuff. I can believe God for some amazing stuff. I want to trust God even when it does not make sense to my friends and my family. I want to believe God is going to make a way even though the odds are stacked up against me. Is there anybody in here that needs some great faith to make it through this thing called life? As a matter of fact, the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God and he has great faith. He is able to stand before the people and proclaim what thus saith the Lord and he is one who has much faith and so and much wisdom and much empowerment that there are some people who do not like him. Watch this simply because the favor of God is on his life. This should be troubling to some of you because there will literally be some people who do not like you, who do not appreciate you simply because the favor of God is on your life and I wish I can tell you that all these people are hating on you or outside of the church. I wish I can tell you that all these people that don't like you, uh, that talk about you behind your back is outside of the church. I wish I can tell you that those that get on the phone and gossip about you are outside of the realm of salvation but the text reveals to us that the people that they are talking the most noise about Stephen are a group of people called the Sanhedrins. They are the Bible toting, scripture quoting, hand waving, foot stomping, pew jumping tongue talking church folk and church folk are hating on church folk and I can't believe that and as I read the scripture I asked myself 
why in the world are church folk hating on other church folk because there are some people who see the favor of God on your life they see what God is up to in your life and they would rather tear you down than to build you up and that is what happened to my this man named Stephen and they called him into questioning because they see that he is somebody who is about to witness for Jesus the Christ and they accused him Pastor Martin of blaspheming they have trumped up the charges they have no basis or no foundation they say that he has been blaspheming in Moses and the temple and this is very significant to those who are Jews because they think that, uh, that about Moses and the great lawgiver and the liberator of the people of God that's the one to enable the people to know God will God's will for their life he is their leader and he is their liberator and they love Moses and they love the temple and it's not just because of Moses it is about the temple they thought that the temple of God was the only place that they can hear a word from God so now they're saying if they can get people to believe that Stephen has blasphemed Moses and the monument then they can shut him down and so they bring Stephen in and he has been questioning in chapter 7 by the Sanhedrin and he bring up these trumped up charges and they ask him to respond and they were doing all right as long as they was using these trumped up charges but they made the mistake and they gave the man of God the microphone because now he's able to talk about these trumped up charges that have been levied up against him and he begins to speak for 52 verses in chapter 7 Stephen gets to talk about the works of the of what God has done in his life and he says your Bible is from Abraham unto Moses and he goes all the way through Solomon all the way through the prophets and then he starts talking about this man named Jesus because if you're going to grow the church you not only need the assistance of the Holy Ghost filled believer but you also are required to articulate the scriptures you miss it that you also have to be able to articulate the scriptures uh, from the Holy Bible so for 52 verses uh, Stephen says y'all want to talk about Moses then let's talk about Moses y'all want to talk about the temple then let's talk about the temple what God did through Moses who led the people out of the bondage led them out of the wilderness for 40 years and then he said y'all want to talk about the temple I'll talk about the temple that Solomon built that David's son has began to talk about Solomon you want to talk about the prophets that persecuted the prophets I'll talk about the prophets uh, and just as good as a preacher should do by the time he gets done finished talking about Moses uh, by the time he gets finished talking about the monument uh, by the time he gets done talking about the prophets uh, he took a leap into from the Old Testament into the New Testament and he started talking about this bad man by the name of Jesus uh, that before every preacher take his seats uh, you want to talk about this man named Jesus it does not matter where you take your sermon from if you take it from the Old Testament by the time you get done with your sermon you want to talk about on one Friday night on 
a hill called Calvary. He died and every now and then uh, you should remember the story that's the only way by which you and I can be saved. Uh, and so he does this for 52 verses uh, to give us an account of all he's been doing uh, with all of the faith and all of the wisdom and all of the Holy Ghost power and the Bible says uh, that he stood there flat footed uh, and began to speak the truth from the word of God uh, and this is what blessed me brother Robinson uh, he did not have time to run to his car and get his Bible off the dashboard uh, and to come back and to quote scriptures uh, he did not have time to unlock his iPhone uh, to push the code on his iPad uh, and begin to read Genesis to Revelations uh, he did not have time uh, to get his Bible notes that he had written down on last week uh, he just had to stand there uh, and he was able to speak from the word of God uh, because the word was already with him uh, and saints of God uh, if you're going to keep it going getting better in life uh, you ain't always got time to run uh, and find out what the Bible says uh, you're not always going to be able to say uh, what the pastor said in Bible study you should have some Bible on the inside of you that when the road gets tough and the road begins to get rough you are able to open up your mouth and speak the truth from the word of God can I get two or three people who can testify the word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you and somebody in here this evening got some word in you can you testify that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God you may not know the book and you may not know the chapter and you may not know the verse but you know the Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want you may not know the book and you may not know the chapter and you may not know the verse but you know weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning you may not know the book and you may not know the verse you may not know the chapter but you know fret not thyself of evildoers for they soon shall be cut off you may not know the book and you may not know the chapter you may not know the verse but you know no weapon formed against you shall prosper you may not know the book you may not know the chapter and you may not know the verse but you know my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory you may not know the book and you may not know the chapter and you may not know the verse but you know I can do all things through Christ that strengthened me you may not know the book and you may not know the verse you may not know the chapters but you know that you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and if you want to grow the church you got to have some word in you I need somebody to help me close this message I only got about three more minutes but is there anybody in here that can look over the shoulders of their life there's some stuff I did not like and I was going through it but now the 
I've come out on the other side of it. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm better. And can I get two witnesses who can testify? I did not like it when I was going through it. But now I know what Paul meant when he said all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called on his purpose. I did not like it when I was going through it. But now I know what Joseph meant when he said you meant it for my evil but God but God but God but God meant it for my good is there anybody in here who can testify I didn't like it then but I learned some things you can't make me doubt him cause I know too much about him I seen him dry my tears I seen him make a way I seen him work things out I seen him pay some bills I seen him heal my body I seen him fight my battles I seen him ridicule my family I seen him reconcile my joy I seen him restore my peace and today I decided to lift up both of my hands and tell him thank you thank you thank you thank you is there anybody in here who can testify I'm getting stronger I'm getting better I'm getting wiser I'm getting bigger because God keeps working on me and if you're not too scared I wish you would look somebody eyeball to eyeball and say we're growing and we're going in the name of Jesus I'm closing but the Bible says eyes have not seen ears have not heard it has not entered into the heart of man the good things that God has for those who love the Lord is there anybody in here that really love God and if you do you ought to have faith expect a blessing expect a miracle expect a breakthrough expect to get bigger expect to get better say yes say yes say yes hallelujah hallelujah as a church the responsibility lies within all of us to say what thus saith the Lord 
because all of us have been commissioned to preach the God, God's word. The text says, therefore, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere preaching the gospel. And too many times we do not share this gospel. We do not invite people to the church. And so my question for you this evening, who was the last person and when was the last time you invited somebody to your church? God bless you. Thank you.